say a few thanks first of all before I get started. Thanks for the welcome and thank you for letting me be here. I must also say that the choir in your first hymn that you sang was the perfect introduction if there ever was one for a food bank. And Matthew 25, 35 is the perfect introduction for, for, for a food bank. So thank you for all of that. Um, it means a lot. Um, Phil's only given me two and a half hours tonight to share with you. So you'll be home by midnight, hopefully. Um, basically, I want to tell you who we are, why we do what we do, how we operate, the story so far, and one or two challenges that we face as Balamoney Food Bank. Um, does anybody think that the idea of a food bank is something new? Because I can assure you it's not. I'm from a Methodist background, so you expect me to mention Methodism a little bit. I want to read this to you. This is from a book which um, was written called The Top of the Tune. And it's six lines. I just want to read this to you. The first Methodist minister to take up residence in Balamoney was the Reverend William Crook, sorry, the Reverend William Beamish, who arrived in 1857. In 1858, he was succeeded by the Reverend William Crook Jr., who in 1858 established a mission assembly room in Castle Street, that's where our church currently is in Balamone, in the midst of a poor neglected population, many of whom were degraded and attended no place of worship. Mr. Crook did good work helping them by giving them clothing and food. In 1858, there was a demand in Balamone for people to get food and clothing. And here I am standing in front of you in 2019. The challenge is, has anything or has much changed? And that is a challenge. Just put that on the floor. Um, what prompted us to do something? Phil has asked me the question. In 2014, I had finished work after 40 years. And um, we came across a family in Balamone, a family, man, woman, two children, who walked, and emphasised the word walked, from Ballymoney to Coleraine on a very wet Thursday evening. Children were six and four, and they walked to Coleraine, to Coleraine Food Bank, because they had no money to buy food, but they had no money for a car or transport or train or bus. You don't set out on a journey to walk to Coleraine for food unless you are in dire need to get, to get food. And a week later, we came across a family who walked from Dunloy to Ballymena Food Bank to get food. So we knew what there was a need in Balamoney for a food bank. We did not know what the need was. So three of us got together, dare I say, two Presbyterians and a Methodist. We got together. Um, some of you might know John McClements. Some of you might know John and uh, Jarlath Hegarty. I don't know why you know. Got together and we bought a franchise from the Trussell Trust. Now, I don't know why you've heard of the Trussell Trust. They're a Christian-based organisation who have... Um, food banks right throughout the whole of the UK. But there were three main reasons why we bought the franchise from the Trussell Trust. Number one, they were experts in their field, and we were buying into their expertise. Number two was they had a relationship with Tesco, which allowed us to go into Tesco two times a year and do two three-day collections for food, one at Christmas and one during the summer. And the third one was their mission verse, was Matthew 25, 35. If you come into Balamoney Food Bank on the wall, our mission verse is on the wall. Matthew 25, 35, that's what drives us. It's nothing to do with us as individuals. It's to do about God placing us in the position to help those who are less fortunate than ourselves. 
part of that verse of Matthew 25, 35, I know it was read, but I'm just going to read you a couple of lines. Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. That is Jesus telling us as Christian people, you have to help those who for whatever reason are less fortunate than ourselves. So we set up uh, Balamoni Food Bank in February 2014. We were naive. We didn't quite know what we were doing, but boy, we learned a lot in those five and a half years. The other thing about Tesco is we have a trolley that sits in Tesco 24-7, and people put food into it continually, and we are blessed by that. So that's who we are and why we do what we do. How do we operate the system? Because there are some people who think you simply arrive up at Balamoni Food Bank, you get food, and you drive away again. That's not the case. We operate a voucher system. Now, apologies for this grotty voucher. It's done the rounds with me for six years. It's just a photocopy of a voucher. People have to come to us with that voucher with them. And we have 35 outlets in Balamone who hold vouchers. And if they see a family or an individual struggling, they give them the voucher. And we exchange it for about three to four days of emergency food. So who holds the vouchers? Well. Organisations like Christians Against Poverty, ho hope you've heard of, Triangle Housing, Salvation Army, Balamoni Mental Health Team, C Citizens Advice Bureau, Social Workers, Doctor Surgery, WAVE, Age Concern, Open Door, and some community associations like Moss Side and the Glebeside Community Association. The idea is they are people seeing people at their worst point, and when they see someone struggling for food, they give them a voucher and we exchange it for the three to four days of food. So the type of food we give out is basically all long-term stuff, and the list we have a list for every individual, and we keep a record of every individual person that we give food to. So that means we know what's going on, and the question I'm constantly asked is, do people chance their arms? The answer is yes, of course they do but they will do it once with us because of the voucher system, we record everything. So if someone comes in and spins us a yarn and comes in and spins a slightly different yarn, then we can block that person getting food. It's happened, believe it or not, maybe once, maybe twice in Bala Money, but we're not worried about that. So what do we give out? We give out things like cereals, soups, beans, tinned vegetables, tinned fish, tinned fruit, uh, biscuits, rice puddings, pasta, tea and coffee, rice, long life juice, milk, etc. long life milk. There's one thing's for sure, if you do not be able to feed yourself, you're definitely not able to buy toiletries. So we also give out basic toiletries, deodorants, soaps, shampoo, whatever shampoo's for, I'm never quite sure, um, shampoo, and toilet rolls, and some kitchen things like washing up liquid and things like, like that. Um, we have some little basic rules. Some of the basic rules are we will only give a family food three times in any six-monthly period. The logic of that is someone does not become reliant and totally dependent upon just simply arriving at food bank for food. If they're coming regularly, there are underlying problems and difficulties that are beyond us. So we would refer people back, for example, to St Vincent de Paul, sometimes for oil to Salvation Army for electricity, to Citizens Advice Bureau for advice. And indeed, we refer people, believe it or not, to Mervyn Story's office in, in, in Balamone for advice on benefits, etc. And they are very, very good in dealing with everybody that we refer to them.
It's interesting how things change, because at the very beginning, we were giving out just the, 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 the basic food. Then we moved to giving out toiletries. And now, twice a week, Tesco send us a text twice a week giving us bread that they're about to throw out. Now, it was, if you listen to some of the hymns about the plenty of the world, and it's not Tesco's fault, but Tesco baked bread in the morning, and if it's not used by 8 o'clock in the evening, it gets binned. That bread is as fresh as can be. So we pick it up two or three times a week. We put it into a freezer, and we now give bread out to people as well as, as, the, as the other requirements. And little also give us now fruit and veg on a Monday. That's fruit and veg that they didn't use over the weekend. And we then can give it out to people when we open. Staggeringly, little would say that if they get a box of six apples or eight apples, and one of them is bruised, you, the public, won't buy them, so we, they have to dump them. So what we do, we take the six or eight apples, take the bad one out, and use the rest of them. So the wastage out there is absolutely staggering, but that's not for, for this evening. Um, the other situation we have is that um, we, with Christians Against Poverty, uh, who operate in Balamoney, and they deal mainly with people with debt situations, they will come to us on a monthly basis with a small number of families, um, to get food on a monthly basis. Why we do that is that means that they can reduce their debt situation that bit faster because we're giving them food and toiletries that they're not having to pay out for, and I hope that sort of makes sense. We're open two days a week. We're open on a Tuesday morning between 10 and half 12 and a Friday afternoon between 2 and 5. Every single person who's involved with Balamoney Food Bank does not receive a penny of pay Everybody's a volunteer. We pay no rent whatsoever on our property. The property is owned by Basil Knipe and he doesn't charge us a penny. We have three interview rooms, we have a toilet, a kitchen, and two very large stores. Um, so we are blessed with people looking after us. Very low expenses. We had an audit last week. We're audited once a year, and we're audited, and we've got to make sure that we do everything that's correct. And the lady who was auditing at us said, what's your vision for the next five years? And I looked at her and said, we're not even sure what our vision is possibly the next Friday, to be absolutely honest. But it's interesting, in the last week, the last week, and this is what I said to her, two local firms have come forward, both of whom are in the food industry. One of them, not mentioning their name, is a fish and chip shop. And they are saying to us, here are vouchers. If you see a family who really need a treat, and they need a treat of a fish supper or a burger and chips, here's a voucher to let them come to our chip shop and get that at your discretion. And another outlet who do Sunday lunches has given us a batch of vouchers to give out to people for a Sunday lunch as a treat for a family who haven't been able to go out for a meal. Now that to me is a massive thing. We will not be willy-nilly with those. We'll not give them out left, right and centre. But the beauty about that is that's local people trying to help local people in trouble. We get our food in from Tesco, as I've said, a number of churches. Uh, we also get them from GBs and BBs and schools and members of the public who simply just come up to us and give us food. So that's who we are, why we do what we do, how we operate, and where we get our food from. So the story so far, since we opened five and a half years ago, we have dealt with referrals of red vouchers, remember, from professional bodies of 2,467 referrals 
2,467 referrals. That has equated to 4,086 adults and 1,927 children under the age of 16 who have come through our doors looking for food. I'm going to repeat those figures. 4,086 adults, 1,927 children, which equates to 6,013 people who have come through our doors wanting food or help with food. To me, that is staggering in a town like Balamoney. We've given out 57,961 kilos of food. I'm a tons and stones and pounds person because I'm that old. That's 57 tons of food. 57 tons of food. Now, even if, even if 10% of them were chancers, and it's nowhere near that, it still means there's a massive demand in the Balamoney area for people needing help. So why do people come to us? They come to us because of debt situations, sickness, job loss. We've had five referrals directly as a result of the right bus situation, family breakups, benefit delays. We've had a run of single males needing help. Before Christmas of last year, there were three young males living rough in Balamoney, one of whom was living in hedges and bushes out near Dervik and had been there for six weeks and he was drinking rainwater. And the only way he was caught, not caught, the only way that he was found was a member of the public told the police that were suspicious of his activities. Police followed him to his hut, which was made of branches and trees, and they were shocked at the conditions that that guy was living in. There's a story behind it, which I don't need to go into, but uh, that guy's now in a job, and that guy is now living outside of Balamone, but much happier than what he was. Yes, we get people with addictions, Yes, we get people who have struggled with universal credit uh, and, and, and benefit delays and things like that. But I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Obviously, one has got to be careful because everything is confidential, so I can't say anything that could relate you to thinking about someone. Um, the oldest person to come through our door was an 82-year-old grandmother who on a Tuesday morning came through our door as a referral from St Vincent de Paul. And we're not allowed to carry the food to people's homes. People have got to come in and collect the food. But this lady couldn't collect the food. So we went to her house. In her house, there was no food. The cupboards were completely and utterly bare. And she had about one inch of milk in a bottle. And I asked her, what have you been living on the last three or four days? And she said, porridge. And I looked at her and said, there's obviously a story here. What is the story? And she cried. And she said, my son has lost his job in Belfast and I'm paying his mortgage for him until he gets back to work. So she was paying the mortgage. I believe it was nearly £500 a month. She was paying that to look after her, her son and, his, uh, and her grandchildren. But in the corner of the room, there were six tins of dog food. She was feeding the dog better than she was feeding herself. Now, I find that, I find that particular day emotionally draining that day. I came back to our base and thought, that should, how does that happen? Why does that happen? But that lady was proud. She didn't want to tell anybody, but she got to a point where she just desperately, desperately needed help. Um, we've had people, again, not going into, we had a girl who gave up her job because her father was very, very ill. When you give up your job, she went from £40,000 a year earnings to nothing because she gave up her job to look after her father, and quite rightly so, but she got no benefits. And she said she went from a life of luxury to a life of chaos 
in a very short space of time. We had a family who had a fire at their house and lost everything. They had no insurance. And basically, for a period of time, they were in a mess. We had um, a young guy went out one Saturday morning, and it's a funny story, but it's not a funny story. He decided to take next-door neighbour's quad bike and go down the road, acting the league, if that's not a Belfast expression. He bumped into a police, police car. He had no insurance, taken the quad bike without the owner's uh, recognition, went to court and was fined £550. Who had to pay the £550? Mum and Dad. Mum and Dad didn't have the money to buy any food for a number of weeks, so he drove them into the situation of poverty for a short period of time. Things happen to people that trigger them needing help. Someone's going to work and the car breaks down. Somebody's washing machine breaks down and they need a new one. The average family in Northern Ireland has £250 in savings. The average family. So if something happens to that individual, whatever that might be, that £250 disappears like that and they're immediately in poverty and help. I don't know whether I've convinced you that there's a lot goes on out there. Um, one of the worst cases we had, I have to be very careful how to say this, we've come across in recent times a number of abuse situations within families and one of the social workers told us that they had never seen such a bad situation ever in Northern Ireland as two young children, um, and I'll not say any more than that, but that family were torn asunder and the two children had to be taken into care and the two families that they were placed with couldn't afford really to look after them, but they were in a safe house, and we supported those families for a period of time uh, until the children were moved back, back to their base. I'll not say any, any more than that. The other things we helped with, we helped the Linney Primary School and Ballamoney High School with their uh, breakfast clubs. Uh, there are about 50 children a day come into Ballamoney High School without breakfast. There's a various number of reasons for that. It's not all poverty, but we supply them with the bread we get from Tesco. We supply them with orange and tea and coffee and uh, cereals, because we get a lot of cereals given to us, and the Laney Primary School we support as well. One of the little quirks of a food bank is that under EU regulations, we're not allowed to give out any food that's within one month of its use-by date. So here we are in October, and if we have anything in our store that's dated November 2019, we're supposed to dump it under EU regulations. How crazy is that? What we do every month is we audit our food in our store, and anything that's within one month, we will bring down to Belfast, to Belfast Central Mission, and they will then give it and make meals for people living on the streets of Belfast. So nothing is wasted. Are we okay for time, Phil? Yes. <laughs> okay. So that's who we are, what we do, uh, how we operate. Um, we get challenged. We get challenged. Because some people say to me, those are brilliant stories you make up. I couldn't make up those stories. Those stories are genuine. And I could give you loads and loads. I mean, we had one Friday afternoon where four nurses arrived to us, and they had been referred to us by a couple of different organisations. They went to get their pay, and the pay system had broken down in paying nurses. And the four nurses needed money for the weekend and their mortgages and their rent, and there was no money in their bank accounts. And for two weeks, we helped those four nursing families with children to get through that period. That shouldn't happen, but it does. Last year, just before Christmas, the unemployment benefit system for a few days broke down. And again, we had a few people who were pulled towards us because of that situation. It could be one-off, or it could be, be longer than that. But I'm going to tell you a couple of... Because uh, people make things up about us. Um, I, I was in uh, 
the, I was in Ballymoney one day picking out the stuff of the Tesco trolley, and the next thing I went to pick out happened to be a box of milk tray. And the gentleman appeared beside me, and he said to me very aggressively, that's not very nutritious what you're giving to people. And I said, well, somebody's given it to us, and we'll give that as a treat to a family. To which he said to me, the type of people you're dealing with don't deserve that. Now, I'm a very placid person, but I turned to him and said to him, would you repeat that? And he repeated it. And to be honest with you, I walked away from him because I felt, I felt like about strangling him. How, what did he know, the people that we were dealing with? He had no, no idea. We also had a situation where a gentleman stopped me coming out of Tesco and said, I want to work with you about food bank. Fine. He said, my wife was getting her hair done in Balamoney last Friday, and the lady beside her told her that every Friday afternoon a line of BMW cars come up to food bank, and he pointed the finger. You guys fill up their boots with food, all these rich people getting free food. And I said, nope, that doesn't happen. And he was slightly aggressive and he said, this woman wouldn't lie. You know, it struck me. We had a lady who was a pensioner who came up to us on a Friday afternoon to deliver food to us, to help others. Somebody had twisted the story from delivering to receiving and the one BMW became four. So it's quite remarkable. The last one of those is we had a gentleman at our last collection in Tesco came in and we were collecting in the foyer and he looked around and he said, is this anything to do with Christianity? Now that's quite a challenge when you're in a public place. And I said to him, I don't know what you're asking us, but are you asking, um, are we Christian people trying to make a little difference? The answer is yes. And he came right into my face and said, well, why doesn't your God food feed hungry people? And you're taken aback. And I said to him, well, actually our God does because he's put us here. It's nothing to do with us. He's put us here to collect this food to get out to hungry people. And he walked away, and believe me, 10 minutes later he came out with four tins of beans and put them on the table. Now what happened in that 10 minutes, I'm not quite sure in that gentleman's mind, but basically he thought about it obviously when he went away. Have I convinced you there's a need for a food bank in Balamoney? We are one of, one of a number of food banks. When people say, is it only Balamoney you deal with, the answer is no, because we deal as far out as Ballycastle, Bush Mills, uh, Garva, Kilray, but mainly the Balamoney area uh, where we, we would help people in. Um, looking forward, one of the things we might need to do is teach people basic cooking. So I don't know about you guys, if we give you a bag of pasta or rice, would you know what to do with it? Because sometimes people say to us, give me another tin of beans, don't give me pasta, because I really don't know quite what to do with it. And last Christmas, a gentleman came in, because we were giving out potatoes last Christmas, and a gentleman came in and, sit and took away a bag of potatoes, came back the following week and said, um, I went back home and my wife gave me one instruction. That was, put the potatoes on. And I did what I was told, but I forgot to put water into the pot. And he said, the potatoes got burnt, the pot got burnt, and the kitchen was almost burnt. But, but that, thought, that made us think, you give people a bag of spuds and you think, you know what to do with them. You'd be surprised. Okay, nearly finished. Um, I was doing a talk to children at a school a couple of weeks ago. And you know one of those moments where you get caught out? At the very end of the talk, I said, right, children, at your next assembly, you've got to pray for balamoney. You've got to pray for food bank, you've got to pray for the volunteers and the people who come into food bank. Will you do that? Of course, they all, yes. And this hand went up over here, and I said, yes, 
What is it? To which he responded, Why do we have to wait to the assembly to pray? Why can't we do it now? Caught out. So, and we did. And we did. Can I share one little verse with you from um, Galatians? It's one of my favorite verses besides Matthew 25, 35. And it's Galatians 6, and it's verse 9. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially those who are of the household of faith. As Christian people, I honestly believe our role is not to question. Our role is to do what God is telling us to do. And one child gave me this little quote, again at a school, classic quote, helping one person may not change the whole world, but it could change the whole world for that one person. And you've probably heard that before. Uh, it's absolutely fabulous. So my challenge to Bally Rashid Presbyterian Church, please continue to pray for the work of Ballymoney Food Bank. Pray for the people who come through our door. There is no shame in anybody coming through our door for help. About six months ago, I went to a church, and when I got up to do the talk, the front row people were a family that was in with us that Friday for help. And it sort of knocked me slightly because I didn't want to make eye contact with them, but nobody else in the place would have known they'd been with us. It can happen to everybody. It can happen to almost anybody. People can lose jobs. We saw it with Right Bus. So I just ask you to pray for the Palomoney Food Bank, the volunteers. But I'm going to set you a challenge. If everybody in this church brought one tin of something every month, we would be staggeringly blessed by that. And I challenge you on that. Okay, Phil? Because it is fabulous for us to get food in. If we don't get the food in, we can't get it out the far end. And I'm happy to leave a list. The things we're short on at the moment, this is me being greedy now, tinned tomatoes, bottles of orange, and uh, tinned fruit. That's our shortage at the moment. But we don't know who's coming through our door on Tuesday. Friday passed, there were nine families come through our door. The referrals were from uh, St. Vincent de Paul, Salvation Army, Triangle Housing, Balamoney Mental Health Team, and two doctors referred people to us. They wouldn't refer people to us unless those people are in need. I think I finished. Um, thank you for the time. I'm going to leave you with a four-line poem. Okay, it's harvest time. Turnips and cauliflowers, cabbage is green. Carrots and broccoli and many a bean. At harvest time, so much to share. All thanks to God's kind, loving care. Two important words, care. Loving care from God and our opportunity to share that loving care. Thank you.